Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. When you start to create a total audio plan, you can bring that all the way through the communications folks. So it's not just a reach awareness vessel. It's a deep engagement media. It's also a selling channel. And now with the technology behind it, we're not only able to serve reach with that precise targeting, but we're also able to measure performance as well. And that's why it's such a killer, killer media for advertisers. Audio. It's what you are listening to right now. And you're not alone. Your audience is too. That's why marketers are upping their investment in audio. But how? Odyssey's latest state of audio walks us through planning tips and creative how-tos. Visit stateofaudio.com to learn more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Millennials. Today, I have Paul on the podcast. I'll let Paul introduce himself, and I'll ask him the first question, too. How did you get into marketing, Paul? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, Daniel. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. My name's Paul Suchman, and I serve as the Chief Marketing Officer for Odyssey. We are a co- an audio content and entertainment company, and I'm a little biased here, Daniel, but I would argue we have the best collection of over-the-air radio stations. We're the second largest creator, distributor, producer of podcasts. Uh, we have a killer app that just keeps getting better and smarter every day and a live events business. So we are a multi-platform audio company. And how did I get into marketing? Uh, I wish I had a great strategic, smart answer for you. But I will tell you, uh, when I graduated from college, I knew I didn't want to go into finance. I wasn't going to Wall Street. I knew I didn't want to get into consulting. And I responded to an opportunity that was given to me at an agency, which has been since folded into about three different agencies. It was called Young and Ribicam in Los Angeles. And I interviewed for a junior account management role there, got the opportunity, was immediately assigned to Dr. Pepper to work on the Dr. Pepper account and was really focused on building TV. It was it was the, the heady days of TV advertising and fell in love with the craft immediately and never looked back. It was luck more than anything. I love it. I mean, that's a, I mean, most marketing stories are never what they seem to be and all glamorous is what pe- people um, pan it out to be. But I want to go talk about audio with you and why you're so bullish on it. Could you give a little explanation of like why people should be using audio? Because people are still in this mindset with the shift to digital that, oh, radio doesn't work now. Audio ads don't work. It's hard to attribute these things. So could you tell everybody like why you're so bullish on it? If you take a step back and you look at the way human beings are consuming media, 
what we see is more than 30% of their consumption today is audio. And that's across all video, digital, social audio. And there's a number of reasons for that. You know, audio is incredibly portable and elastic. It can be with you wherever you are. It can accompany you in any activity you're doing. It's on any device. So if you're in your home, you're in your car, you're at work, you're exercising, your eyes are closed, your eyes are open, audio can be with you. It's the ultimate companion. And I think because of that, um, and because of all the great content that is now available, we're seeing consumption just continue to go up and begin to really challenge video as the dominant media. At the same time, if you go to the advertisers and you look at the way advertisers are allocating spend, the consumption and the spend doesn't align. 35% of all consumption happens is through audio of media, yet less than 10% of media budgets go towards it. It's an untapped gold mine. So as a uh, ad-supported platform, we see nothing but greenfield opportunity to bring more advertisers on the platform. So I'm bullish about it from an advertiser perspective because it's become such a goldmine for them. And this is at all stages of the funnel, right? Traditional radio has long been perceived as the ultimate reach vessel. And we know it is. But audio today is multi-platform. It's over-the-air radio. It's digital streaming of those radio stations, plus your playlists across all devices. It's podcasts. And when you start to create a total audio plan, you can bring that all the way through the communications funnel. So it's not just a reach awareness vessel. It's a deep engagement media. It's also a selling channel. And now with the technology behind it, we're not only able to serve reach with that precise targeting, but we're also able to measure performance as well. And that's why it's such a killer, killer media for advertisers. The only other thing I'll add is with uh, for creators as well, we're seeing so many creators come into the media. We're seeing actors come in. We're seeing celebrities come in. We're seeing athletes come in. We are seeing authors come in. We are seeing politicians come in and move fluidly between media. So it is for a creator, there's never been more opportunity to connect with audiences at scale. So the you know for 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 the listener this is just it, it, it's awesome you know it, it's awesome so for all of those reasons I'm just very very bullish on on where the industry's going yeah I think two things that I get out of that is and Gary V kind of came up with the term but I think this is underpriced attention and also it's like LinkedIn or Facebook like Facebook 28 2008 and LinkedIn probably like 2018 where there was there was a lack of content and then you had a bunch of space to get attention on those platforms so i think it's it's awesome i mean i'm bullish on it because i wouldn't have a podcast if i didn't think audio was a a good median for for anything i mean it's good for creators for creating podcasts and advertisers for doing those things i want to go into the argument that people will say that like, okay, how do I measure results on this? How do I know this is working? Because 
I can just go to Facebook and I can put a pixel on and track and see results today. How do I measure the effectiveness of audio? That is a discussion we have with advertisers. Again, when you look at the disparity between consumer time spent with the medium and advertisers going there, there is a perception gap we need to get over with the advertisers. And that perception is that audio is much, much more than a reach and frequency vehicle. And we talk about it as reach plus frequency plus precision. And there's a lot of reasons for that now. First of all, as you talked about, Daniel, with so much consumption now happening in the digital medium, whether it's smart speakers on your phone, whether it's uh, on your computer or any device that you have, anybody who is consuming audio on a digital device has registered, has given P1 data. So we really know now who our audiences are. So we're not just mass marketing to Americans, but we are able to build really precise cohorts based on listener types, based on times of day they're listening, based on consumption habits. And we're able to build these cohorts and bring them to advertisers and help them build plans that allow them to reach their cohorts throughout the day across multiple channels. So whatever the cohort may be, we'll, we'll see the times a day they consume podcasts, when they're on the stream, when they're listening over the air. And we're able to not only develop target profiles, but true listening profiles on how they listen and when they listen. So the precision of building plans for targeting has never been better. At the same time, we're able to get the attribution out of the back end. We're able to, whether it's measuring foot traffic, whether it's measuring web traffic, whether it's measuring leads, whether it's measuring how many times you're making that cash register ring, we are able to attribute advertising to outcomes. And that's whether we're putting URLs in place whether we're putting custom sites that surround the audio in place, whether we're driving to a specific region, a specific set of stores like foot traffic stores in, in, in the real world, we are able to see when you put a dollar in what comes out of the back end. So those two cornerstones, the ability to target with such precision and the ability to measure that work has really made it a much more prescriptive, science-based medium. What do you recommend people do to get started? I mean, it, it's a lot of people are spending on, I mean, most people are spending on either Meta, LinkedIn, or social channels. How should they break 10% of their budget? Should they start testing? What is like the best way to break into audio and to start testing it as a channel? There's other data that shows that audio as part of a smart media plan makes the whole media plan perform better. I think that the way to do it is to look at your total media plan, do some analysis, see how underinvested you are in audio, and redirect some of those dollars into an audio budget, full stop. Then with those dollars, 
you start to do a multi-platform planning exercise where you look at your cohorts, you match it up against the channels, meaning over-the-air, podcasts, digital. You match it up against devices. You match it up against times a day. You match it up against different shows and personalities and brand-safe environments that you want to put that advertising in. And you put a test plan together. And I think that being really smart about what your objectives are, are we trying to drive awareness? Do we want deep engagement with our brand and our products? Or are we really driving sales? And the answer may be yes, all three. But I think based on the business objectives an advertiser is going after, you would start to allocate those dollars at different levels of the funnel using all of those all of those channels and, and tactics that I that I just listed. And then measuring it. You know, we love we love hard homework assignments in audio. We love them in Odyssey. Taking um, taking media dollars and showing them working. That's how we earn more share of more media budgets. It's really just dipping your toe in and getting started and seeing that performance for yourself. What are some things that you've seen successful audio advertisers do? What is something that people could do today to stand out from, even though it, as we've, we've talked about it, it's not as crowded as people think as a market because not many people, there's, there's a lot of consumption and there's not a lot of, there's a less amount of media budget going there. But what do I have to do as an advertiser to make a great audio ad to stand out? Again, it comes down to understanding what those objectives are. The one thing I'll say, you know, you make a good point that there is inventory available and it's possible to put your ad into environments where it's not cluttered with other ads. 100% agree. What we also have the benefit of is unlike digital and social, audio is really a brand safe environment. Advertisers can have a lot of control over the types of content where their advertising appears. And their advertising could be pre-created advertising. It could be host-read advertising. It could be full brand integrations. But advertisers have a lot more opportunity to pick the content, pick the hosts, pick the brands, pick the environments, to pick those times a day where their advertising shows up and making sure it shows up in environments where it's not going to be pushed up against content or hosts, or brands that they may not want to be pushed up against. So that's one thing. The second thing is the creative itself. What we're seeing our savviest clients do is really treat audio creative like a special medium. In the old days of radio, we would see TV scripts rewritten to be radio ads. And they wouldn't always work. They wouldn't always work. But when you think about the palette that a advertiser has to paint on in advertising, they have music, they have copywriting, they have sound design, they have sound effects. They can use sonic identities and sonic branding cues. They can use the absence of sound. There are so many tools at disposal to create great advertising. And then when it's all devoid of visual images, the secret weapon here is the human brain, is the absence of visuals allows audio creative to really employ theater of the mind 
and let the user start to paint their own picture for what a product is, what a service is, what a value proposition. And that's what the savviest, savviest advertising uh, creatives are doing in the audio medium. And we're seeing really, really good work coming out. The litmus test of the great creative is a can. And that for a long time had been devoted to video creative and social and digital creative. And now audio creative is is just as prominent there. I think one good point you also made there is to not plug and play what you've done on another channel, like create an actual audio ad that works for different channels. So like learn podcasts, understand what works on podcasts and create an ad designed for that. Maybe radio, that's a different medium. There's different people listening. You shouldn't only just plug and play and say, okay, I have a script. I'm just going to, that I made for a TV advertisement and just plug it into all my audio channels and expect it to work. It's kind of like what we see in people doing where they take like an Instagram ad and decide, oh, it's going to work on TikTok or a LinkedIn ad and say it's going to work on Facebook. Like you can't see success if you don't understand the channel first and then create an advertisement for that channel. So I think that was a great point you made for creative on. In the analogy is the same, I think, with the investment. You know, if you're spending, if you are going to allocate more of those dollars into the medium, let's make those dollars work and perform as hard as they possibly can. And part of that is smart planning. Part of that is smart creative. Uh, and part of it is smart analytics and, and, and optimization on the back end. But yes, creating work bespoke to the medium is absolutely critical. What are you seeing right now as actually the most successful medium of audio? Because I think like, I mean, this podcast, this radio, I know obviously it's probably going to be depends where your audience lives, but if I got to pick one today, like to just start trying, where, where would you recommend going first and then trickle down to? I don't think there's a clean answer. I think it depends on, again, the advertiser and the brand and the, and the objectives. But I do think that having a portfolio of work against objectives, there's, there's, there's the pre-created spots, right? Where you're going to create an ad and it's going to go, and let's just talk about podcasting for a moment, right? Since we're podcasting together right now. In theory, you'll have breaks during your podcast and, and a pod of ads will go in there. One, two, three, four ads. And those will be highly produced smart ads. And the advertiser will have have done their homework and, and understand who your audience is, um, who you are, um, other advertisers who may be in the pods with them and, and and feel comfortable putting those ads in there. And that's one way to do it in a pod, in a podcast. The other way is to bring the host in. And when people are investing their time in podcasts, and there's thousands and thousands of podcasts out there, and when people find one that they are going to invest their time in, they do it because they like the content, they like the hosts, they're okay with the advertising that supports it. So that host has a lot of equity in that listener's mind. So the second thing that advertisers can do is not just those pre-recorded spots, but bring the host into it and, and have host-read ads. And as a host, 
Dan, you, you may read a script um, and you may read it word for word or you may riff on it. And what we see when we're working with hosts and matching brands and hosts, our hosts are very particular about uh, advertisers and they want to take advertisers into their environments that they believe in, that they support. So what we generally see is, yes, there is a script, but the best work happens when the host is given the opportunity to bring themselves into the product and talk about how they're using a product or why they believe in it or why they believe in the service. And the equity of that host's brand translates and, and goes right into the advertiser's brand. So that's that's a second way. And the third way is when you start to get even more clever and the advertiser becomes part of the content itself, becomes integrated into the story somehow. You have to be careful there because you don't want to tread on, you know, advertorial. You don't want to lose authenticity of the content that the listener is there for or the objective of the advertiser. But done well, branded advertising within spots seems to work really well. Within podcasts seems to work really well. Audio. It's what you're listening to right now, and you're not alone. Your audience is too. That's why marketers are upping their investments in audio and seeing 1.5 times return on ad spend. But what should that investment look like? Odyssey, a leading audio entertainment company, has the answer in their latest state of audio. A practical playbook covering planning tips, creative how-tos, and innovative trends. Visit stateofaudio.com to learn more. I think with going on, let's say, a Facebook or a LinkedIn, it's not like the people that you're advertising to are trusted lovers of LinkedIn and you're advertising to them. Um, when you're advertising with a podcaster, they've built a community of people that are in your audience that you're basically renting your idea to to them and they trust those people. And inherently, that's why creators are coming bigger and bigger because people are losing trust in institutions. So they go into humans to to do that. And now, and we people have been saying for you, people buy from people that they like and trust. And going even deeper, we were talking about audio. Audio is kind of one of the most intimate ways to be in touch with a person. Like you're in their ears talking to them while they're on a walk or cooking or in a car. You're kind of in an, or when they, you're lying, they're lying in bed, you're in an intimate spot with them. So they're spending 10 to 40 minutes with that person. So I think you made a great point of, how could you bring in the the creator and, and or the host of the podcast and make it part of the advertising? Well, you're speaking my language now. So we do a lot of research around this. And there's a couple of really interesting data points that we've come across. First is, you know, we've done some trust uh, studies. And what we have found, and these are third-party researchers. So this is not audio doing audio advertising for the audio industry, but it has been shown that audio is the most trusted medium out there. People trust it. Um, they trust it more than digital. They trust it more than social. 
And the things that they trust are the brands that they listen to, the shows that they listen to, the hosts that they listen to, the on-air personalities that they listen to. And when advertisers insert themselves in smart ways into those trusted environments, their brands have a higher propensity to break through and land with those listeners. And the other point you just made are you're consuming that audio in these very intimate environments. I mean, at the end of the day, right, radio is the most local, tribal medium of all. And podcasting, if you really break down podcasting, it's really the same tenets as radio, right? Devoid of visuals. It's about conversations and discussion and users are coming in and out of those conversations. And so when you couple this idea of local, when you couple this idea of trust, those are great environments for brands to play in. And we've heard our advertisers tell us, you know, they, 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 when they align themselves with big platforms, they get results. When they align themselves with big platforms that have real local impact with trust, they get real, real results. We see it over and over and over again. People miss when they do advertising that if you insert yourself in an audio environment, you can have both of a, I have, my brand is now connected with something that someone else has loved. So now I get a brand lift from that. Plus I'm also getting performance of that where you can't really say that with many other platforms. Maybe if you connect with a creator on those platforms and pay an advertisement, but you can't really say, I'm going to go with, do a LinkedIn ad and now I'm getting a brand lift. Maybe I get more brand awareness and my brand is going, getting a lift that way, but brand lift and trust because you're connected with someone who your audience or your target audience actually loves. Now you're getting two pieces of the pie that's great for an advertiser. And I think the key to that is... It's not necessarily LinkedIn versus audio. It's not an or, an either or, it's an and. Because both the mediums, you know, LinkedIn, digital, social, they all have their place in the marketing mix. But leveraging some of those unique attributes, those superpowers of audio is absolutely critical. And it will drive brand lift. It will drive brand recognition. It will drive brand favorability and it will drive brand performance. I 100% agree with that. I think you need to hit people at different parts of the day and different parts of moments of their day. And I think LinkedIn, Facebook, all those things, they, people are scrolling them. So that's part of their day. But there's also parts of the day where they're going for a run, they're cleaning, they're in a car driving to pick up their kids. They're And there's digital, you can't be really be in most of those moments because they're doing something. They're di like you, you can't put visuals because they can't pay attention. So finding more places in the day where you can be part of a consumer's life is the ultimate goal as a marketer to stay top of mind as a brand. Because they're not scrolling LinkedIn all day and they're not scrolling Facebook all day. They're not scrolling TikTok all day. They have all the things. That's why I'm still bullish on billboards. I'm still bullish on... Because you have to hit people on different parts of their day to stay top of mind. It can be just one part of their day where they're scrolling and then you're done and they don't see you. I was thinking about this as you were speaking. 
we did this research around rituals. And the hypothesis of the research was very simple, is that people are ritualistic by nature, meaning people are creatures of habit. When they wake up, they do the same set of activities every day, right? They have their morning routine, they have their day routine, they have their evening routine. And understanding that, right, that people basically live their day through a series of rituals or habits that they go through. What we wanted to understand was what what's audio's role in those rituals, right? And our, our our theory was that because of all the things we talked about, right? The portability, the compatibility, the ubiquity of audio to be with you all throughout your day, our hypothesis, our theory was that audio would be more a part of rituals than any other medium. So we studied it. We studied, we we interviewed hundreds of people. We looked at the media consumption habits of even more people. And what we found was that your day is indeed broken up into these, these moments of ritual. And different medium media come in and out during that day. And what we found was that audio is involved with more rituals than any other medium. 11 of, the, of your daily rituals have audio in it. The next highest is about eight and with digital and social. And further to that, so again, you know, you're in your ritual and those rituals are, you know, those are, those are, as you said, intimate moments and they're big moments. You know, they're intimate moments in the car. They're sitting, having coffee. They're walking the dog. They're exercising. They're spending time with the kids before school. They're commuting. There's, you know, morning email and Wordle and all those kinds of things. There are these rituals and because audio is involved in so many of them and you're so engaged in those moments, again, those are great moments for advertisers. But the kicker to all of this research was, in some cases, not only was audio involved in the ritual, but audio was the ritual itself. And what I mean by that is, I'm going to go for a run at this time so I can hear my morning show on my sports radio station because I know the segment that's going to be coming up at you know a certain time. So I'm going to go and exercise at a certain time. I'm going to get in my car and drive at a certain time to listen to a new episode of a podcast that's dropping. Or I may be listening to a podcast and I'm going to take the long way home because I want to hear the end of it. Or I want to hear the end of a segment that's on over the air. And that's not happening with just pre-recorded playlists. That's the power of live audio. That's the power of local audio. That's the power of podcasting. That not only is audio deeply embedded in the rituals, but in cases, it's the ritual itself. Sports and TV shows or radio shows are like the last like standing thing that isn't streamed in a sense that like you can stream at any time you want. Like if you think about it now, like back in the day, we you would go and say, okay, this TV show is coming on. I need to make sure I get home at 4 p.m. to go watch a TV show because I can't record it. Now it's like I can go watch Netflix and watch a show anytime, but to watch a live game or a live show that someone might be talking about the next day or something, you're missing out on moments where you can also have conversations outside of with friends and family. Like me, I will never miss like an F1 race because... What's the point of like going to 
watch it after and know the results and then I can't talk about the race with someone. I'll go and exactly the time it starts, I'm watching F1 and it happens every time a race. What is a marketing hill you would die? I've always felt this and I, I had the privilege of being at the ANAs last week. And at the beginning of the ANAs, there's two days. It's, it's, it's the CMO Growth Council, where the ANA invites CMOs across different industries. And there's no platforms. There's no outside media. It's just CMOs in there discussing the most pressing issues that are affecting the industry. And the theme this year was about growth and performance. And they brought in McKinsey, who had just finished a study about the perceptions in the C-suite, particularly with the CEO of marketing. And their perceptions are not really aligned with what marketing thinks their perceptions are. And I'm being a little flip here, but the most skeptical CEOs still see marketing as the arts and crafts department. And they have a right to think that because marketers are not bringing them results and linking work and linking investment back to bottom line performance, growth, sales, customer acquisition, retention, consumer growth, brand affinity, real tangible metrics that have real tangible business value. So the hill that I will die on is that marketing has to be inextricably linked to business performance. We can talk about creative all day. We can talk about words. We can talk about visual identity. We can talk about how a brand sounds. And it's all incredibly important, but it is all in service of driving business forward. I, I 100% agree. I always think that it's hard when you as a marketing department don't own a revenue number or don't own something that and it's not aligned with sales to own that number. I always feel that it's hard to succeed in that environment as a marketer because if you only bring in something that's leads or something top of funnel, nobody's ever going to respect you because at the end of the day, CEOs care about revenue. And if you're not part of that number, it's hard to be the most respected department or one of the most respected. It comes down to this. As a marketer inside an organization, you obviously need to be a champion for the brand and, and, and for the work and for the people creating the work, but you also have to be a champion for the discipline. And you have to make sure that you are driving perception of that discipline, not as a cost center, but as a business enabler. And if you do that, marketing is going to win and the work is going to win and the people are going to Last thing I have for you is where could people find what you're doing, find you, or find how to get started with audio? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, anyone listening who wants to talk about audio can absolutely reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation anytime. Certainly going to our corporate site, which is odysseyinc.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y-I-N-C.com. And there, you if you go into the insights page, you can go and see uh, see our services, and you can see the the kinds of work we're creating. You can see the the brands we have, the podcasts we're building. You can explore the app, and you can get to the insights. You can get to all the research we talked about. 
We talked about rituals research. We talked about uh, funnel research and, 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 and the consumption at the funnel. And every advertiser is also a listener, downloading the Odyssey app and experiencing it and seeing how powerful a tool that can become as a listener for bringing you great audio content throughout your day across channels, hopefully make a believer out of, out of any skeptics. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for this. I've learned a lot about audio. I'm more bullish on audio, even though I feel bullish on audio because I've been doing podcasting for... Actually, I got a notification yesterday, Facebook, that I posted that I was like, oh, I'm starting this small podcast, The Marketing Millennials, like, and it was three years ago. So just brought me back to like the intimate moments of like, Audio. So thank you so much but for that, joining. You are an OG in the podcasting world, my friend. I feel like podcast has been around forever, but now it's like everybody is like hopping on the, the trend. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, there's like now the celebrities hopping on this talk show host, there's this, there's that, because they know that they can create their own voice media company. So I, I have a question it. for you before we break. Okay. Uh, back to the F1 and sports. You know, sports is a place where, where Odyssey excels. We're the number one audio sports brand, full stop. And as a consumer of audio, uh, audio sports, I love listening to baseball when I'm driving. I'm good listening to football. I've even started to listen to some premier uh, soccer, you know, football. Do you ever listen to F1 or is it just such a visual medium that you have to be in front of the screen? No, it's not, a, it's not at all a visual medium. Even like when we went to the F1 race in Austin, um, they Amex had this like giveaway where they were giving away radios for people on F1 because like when you watch and even live, like the car goes around the track and like you only go where they only pass you for like one part of the track. So they have, they had like a radio with you and you listening to like, Oh, this person just passed this person on the track and this person just passed us. So I think like, even like yesterday, this weekend I was walking with like, I was with my family and I, we were in Vancouver and I was walking with my phone and it was live on my phone, but I was also just like listening and I wasn't looking the whole time, but I'm just always listening. I'm like, Oh, this person's passing this person, this person's passing this person. So yeah, I would listen to F1 if if I didn't have the chance to see it. Also, people are listening to radio live at F1. So it's like they're at the live sport listening to radio, which is we, crazy. We see that a lot too. We absolutely, especially we see that a lot when visiting, when, a, when somebody is a visitor in the stadium, they'll put in the headphones so that they can hear the feed from their hometown and watch the game and they hear it from their home radio station. They hear it from their home feed with voices that they know and, and, and trust. Well, I think it also makes the game better. I think one of the things that I don't love about live sports is like, you don't get the commentary that you would get on a radio station or on TV. You don't get that. Like this person just did this and this, person, Oh, this person's coming from behind. Like you kind of just like have to like, figure out what's going on where like if you have that intimate moment of like someone talking to you and watching the sports um yeah but f1 for sure racing is like i bet you so many people because it's it's on espn radio every time it goes on so it's definitely a lot of people listening to it 
Awesome. That's uh, that's good to know. Well, listen, I appreciate your having Odyssey. Uh, you can also tell tell your listeners to download odysseystateofaudio.com. That is our, our biannual thought leadership piece. It's our flagship piece of research. And we just dropped a new edition now. And it's all about leveling up your planning, your creative. And it talks about some trends that are out there. Uh, we'll make sure that your listeners have a link to that as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much. For anybody who wants to download that, we'll put that in the, the show notes. Um, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Marketing Millennials podcast and giving it a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community.